Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now, on to the episode. We begin the fourth section of Parshas Re'eh, Parakid Dalid, which is Revi'i, and we extend through till Chamishi. Now, Sukkim here discuss a new topic. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe tells the Jewish people that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, looks at the Jews as children of Hashem. And being that they're children of Hashem, they shouldn't act in ways that make them cut up or injured. So he says, don't cut yourselves, don't make bald spots between your eyes for a dead person. And Rashi explains over here, it's not appropriate because this is the way the Emoriim, the Goyim who lived in Eretz Yisrael, used to act when they lost a dead rel- a relative. They would act in this way to show grief, but it wouldn't be a, befitting for you who are children of Hashem. As Rashi explains, you have the Kedusha as infused from your ancestors and Hashem chose you. Wouldn't it be appropriate for you to act this way because as the Pasuk says, you are Am Kadosh, you're a holy nation to Hashem. You're an Am Segula from all the other nations, a treasured people. Therefore, we shouldn't act in these ways that lowers our status, that shows that we're uh, lower than or less than. Then the Pesukim go on to a new topic altogether, which talks about the kosher and unkosher creatures, those that we are allowed to consume and not. And there's really three categories here. The first refers to the behemoths, the animals. We see domesticated and undomesticated. Now Rashi points out that as we emphasize the specific requirements in the animals that make them kosher or not, we'll also emphasize, at least in two of the three categories, those which are kosher or not kosher. Now whatever is emphasized implies that there's a majority of the other category, and I'll explain as we go. So the first category is the behemoths, and it says in the Pasuk, the behemoths that are kosher are seik, savim, vesei, izim, or shor, sorry, shor, seik, savim, vesei, izim, which is ox, sheep, and goat. And then the Pesukim go on to say even more, which are maybe ones that we're not as familiar with. Ayol, Tzvi, Yachmor, Akodishon, arts will translate as heart, deer, Yachmor. Some of these don't have necessarily great translations. Fine. But the necessary details that links these all together, as the Pasuk says, they have to have totally split hooves, which means not that it's split in the front and not in the back, but completely split, and that they chew their cud. Psukim then go on to say those that you're not allowed to eat, and it emphasizes a long list, including gamal, arneves, camel, hare, etc., etc. There's a long list of animals that you're not allowed to eat. They're not considered kosher. So Rashi points out a couple of things. First off, meaning the reason these are emphasized because they have one of the two characteristics, but not both. But first off, we see that chaya is included in behema, because these are chayas that are being discussed in the Pasuk in terms of those that are kosher. And it refers to them as behemoths. So you see wild animals are referred to also as domesticated animals. But the second point is that Rashi emphasizes is that there's more uh, chayos that are tame, meaning wild an- animals that are tame, than those that are kosher, non-kosher than those that are kosher. Because the psukim, as I said before, always emphasize the minority, the things that are minority, and then everything else is left out. So by emphasizing those in the beginning here that are kosher, it implies that the majority of chayos and behemos are actually not kosher. We'll see contrast to that by birds. 
Then the Psukim go on to tell us the next, ca- uh, sorry, before that. Within this category, the Psukim say, and you could miss this if you didn't see Rashi, don't touch their carcasses. But Rashi explains, doesn't mean in general you're not allowed to become tummy by touching the carcasses of these animals. There's no iser for that. Rather, it means that there's a mikor from here, which the Gemara deduces from here, that there's a mitzvah to be mitar ourselves on the regel. Right? Today we do this to a degree, we go to the mikvah before Yantif. And therefore, it's emphasizing here, if an avlasim lo go, under the circumstance that it's approaching yantif, you should also be matar yourself, even from contamination, with the carcass of a dead animal. Okay, the second category of animals here, we're talking about fish. And here, it doesn't give us the actual fish. It just tells us fish that have fins and scales are kosher. If it doesn't have those, they're not considered kosher. The final grouping of, of, of category here is birds. And the psukim here, as Rashi points out, emphasize um, emphasize the majority of it emphasizes in the Pasuk those that are not kosher the birds that are not considered kosher it doesn't give us actually the characteristics of kosher and not kosher birds it just lists for us those that are not kosher so Rashi says this would imply that most birds are actually kosher meaning there's a majority of birds that are kosher more than those that are not kosher okay and it lists all the birds that are not kosher in the Pasukim and then it finishes off also emphasizing, including in that, flying swarming creatures that are also not kosher. So it's listed under the category of birds, like bugs and things that fly in the earth also, which are not kosher. And the psukim just finish off this aliyah, finish off Ravi by saying, You're not allowed to eat the nevela, rather give it to the ger that's in your gate. It doesn't mean a proper ger, because obviously he's not allowed to eat carcasses of dead birds. Rather give it to the ger toshav, which means a goy that accepted on himself not to serve Avaidazara, but he still eats Nevelas and Trefas, you can give him that. And the Pasuk finishes off, why shouldn't you eat these items? Because Kiam Hashem. You have to sanctify yourselves even in those things that are permitted. Which Rashi explains means things that are permitted and other people are careful that they're they stay away from them. Don't permit them in front of those people. And then with the famous words, it says three times in the Torah, don't cook a kid in his mother's milk to teach us that there's um, three times in the Torah that it emphasized this. But here Rashi emphasizes that it's teaching us that there's no iser da'iraisa, specifically gedi, but not for chaya, ofos, and behemat meya. Like one shita, there wouldn't be an iser in those cases. Rashi doesn't say this here. But Rashi elsewhere emphasizes, it says three times, not to cook a mother, a kid in its mother's milk, because there's actually three isurim, three prohibitions when it comes to basar b'chalav. We have the prohibition of cooking, of eating, and of benefiting from meat and milk as it was uh, cooked together. Okay, we're going to stop here. Hezer Hashem will pick up with Chamishi in the fifth section tomorrow. Uh, regarding Meisters, we'll just start talking about tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful day.